The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point. For now, we're turning our attention to the water crisis in Johannesburg and in particular the impact that this has had on Johannesburg's hospitals. Let me begin this conversation by inviting Dr. Freddy Hongwana to come on to the show. He's the Deputy Director General for Health Services in the Gauteng Health Department. Dr. Freddy, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, ma'am. Firstly, if I know that you've got to rush because you've you've left a meeting just to be able to speak to us, and and we truly appreciate it. Just perhaps give me a sense in terms of where we are, and and how much longer it's going to take before water is restored uh, to some of the affected areas, including the Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital. Okay, um, thank you for the opportunity to engage. Um, as we speak at the moment, both the Rahima Musa and the Helen Joseph hospitals have have water. Remember we are dependent on the supply on the side of Jobek water and, and then rainwater. They did indicate it was an issue with the um reservoirs that were affected by power failure at some of the pumps. So since last week Monday um, Jobek um, Water and Rainwater have been having engagements with, with us to reassure that they're busy trying to get hold of the problem to mm-hmm. restore water uh, supply. We've been having tankers and benevolent you know, individuals and groups like Gift of the Givers who came up on board, including individuals in hospitals who mm-hmm. are working employees who came up with water. So at the moment we are in a in a in a better space than we were last week, and we anticipate and as the reservoirs completely fill up, we will back to will be back to normal. So it, so, it so, has been a dependence. Yeah. Yes. So just just so that we're clear, you mm-hmm. are saying that water has been completely restored. Um, the supply of water to our institutions has has, has been restored. It, however, remember we depend on the filling up of the of the reservoirs to to be assured that we will not have any any more disruptions. That is the report that I have received this this morning. We are not yet out of the woods because we're not sure of how much these uh, reservoirs that are still need to fill. Uh, how long it will take them. So we're not going to be complacent. We're still playing it safe Mm -hmm. to be still on the alert um, in terms of us coming with any contingency plans. We haven't stopped the contingencies that have been there in terms of water tankers to come on. We haven't stopped that at all until we get the final reassurance from the Jobek uh, water and rainwater. It is then, then when we'll have the contingency um, abated. But so, for now, so, uh, yeah. yes, we are, we are, we are safe. We are at the moment. We are, we're, we're comfortable compared to where we were last week Wednesday. So, 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 if I'm understanding you correctly, there is some water supply that has been restored, but not enough right now for you to not need water tankers. We, we, like, like I'm saying, that we have water that is coming out. Um, that is available to the hospitals, but we don't want to, as yet, stop the water tankers coming in as a as a reassurance until we have a final word from the Jobek Water and Rainwater to say they've 
you know, the, the reservoirs are completely full, then we are okay. So we are playing it safe. So then how long is it going to, how long is it going to, going to take? Um, look, we, we, it's a dependency on the Jovic water and it's dependent on red, on red water. Um, for us, we have to be always on the alert in, in terms of making sure that we have water available for safety. Um, be, you know, say to the contingencies, stop uh, once we are have been given the final reassurance from the expertise of Jovic Water. So, and, so, and then can water. You, so then can you say that supply has been restored when yes. you yourself are still waiting for final assurance? You know, it seems to me that <laughs> what you're <laughs> saying, it's a bit of an oxymoron, you know, because you're saying <laughs> we have water, but we still need the water tankers. So to me, that sounds like you don't have water. Remember, remember once you come out of a crisis, ne? You don't immediately eliminate your contingency, you know, until you are reassured and comfortable that you can stop your contingency. So remember, water is very important for us in the healthcare system. It's a very important commodity, both for infection prevention control, both for cleaning and the hospital and so on. So it's a very key commodity. So we, we, we cannot say, okay, you know, we would, the taps are now finding water, we are fine. We need to be completely reassured that the problems that led to the disruptions have been sorted out so that we can allay our... It's mm-hmm. like fighting a war. You know, you you have your you had your special troops, which are the tankers that were coming in. You can just immediately um, demobilize them before you're sure that you have that enemy subdued completely. But we have the comfort that we're winning the war or we're winning the battle, but you have to be sure. It's like it's like when you build, you do what you call a snack list. You don't completely hand over a building and say it's fine. You do have to do a snack list. So it's our it's, it's a risk managed approach to say, mm-hmm. yes, we have water. Uh, like, for example, today we are aware that the, the, the borehole being, being dug at the moment by uh, donations of the um, gift of the givers, which is wonderful. Uh, it is for to future-proof any incidents in the future. But for now, we have water, yes, but we're not going to be complaints and then just be too excited. Have, have we, you been we, able to we find still, out... We still, we still are cautious. Uh, still are cautious. Ha, have you been able to find out what the cause of the interruption was? Because at some point, it looks like there was a, an allegation that it was... Um, it was electricity, but that seemed to not be the problem. So what was the cause of this? Okay, this is not information from us, because remember, we're not the water suppliers. Mm. It is supplied by... No, but I'm saying, what have water. you been briefed but, but about? But what informed okay. us, what there was, there was uh, you know, power failures at the substations that operate the pumps that takes water to the reservoirs. And and they have been working on it, and we expect that once there is a reassurance and quality assurance that those interruptions to those substations are are sorted out, then we'll be able to take a deep breath of not of relaxation, 
but of fresh air to be able to continue with the work that we do. All right. So that's the information that he gave. All right, uh, Dr. Honey. It was a substation disruption. <laughs> let me let you go. I understand you have to go. So that's where we'll leave it. Let me bring into the conversation Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman and also Etienne Hugo is the spokesperson for Johannesburg, uh, Johannesburg Water. Uh, Dr. Suleiman, good morning to you. Um, in as far as the state of repair that we're being told about, you would have heard uh, Dr. Hongwana saying that uh, water has been partly restored. Uh, to Rahima Musa, what are you seeing there today? No, it's, it's, it, you know, the part, water hasn't been partly restored. It's the same situation for the last two weeks. It's obvious. You ask it clearly. You know, it, it, there's either water or there's no water. Mm. No, there's, it can't be both. So, and, and the fact that you need to augment water means it's not sufficient to meet the needs of the hospital itself. So that hasn't been sorted out. Yes, water is coming. It's right. Water is coming. There's some water trickling in, and they're mostly dependent on water tankers. But remember, to push this water up the system, to go up three or four floors, it, it, by the, before it even gets there, it's already used up. Because a water tanker can only carry that amount of water, whether it's 7,000, 8,000, or 20,000 liters of water. Mm-hmm. And a whole functioning hospital is going to need much more than that. And that's just for washing. That, doesn't, that even excludes drinking, for providing meals, washing linen, the laundry. All those are non-functional. They require far more liters, liters of water than can be carried in water tankers. Mm. And water tankers take a long time to come across the road. They drive slowly. You've got to fill it up and go back and come back. So that's an ongoing process. You will never have enough water if you depend on water tankers and not on the normal water system, mm. you know, that's, that normally feeds a, a hospital. Uh, so, 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 yeah, because part of the impression that, that was created by Dr. Hongwana is that, you know, even though... Um, the water hasn't been restored to full capacity. There is more of a 50-50 in terms of supply, that there's, there's enough, there is some water coming through via the system, and then there is the, the water tankers that are still there as an interim measure. But as he said, he says it's more of, of an intervention until they have assurances that the system is, is not going to be interrupted yet again. No, you know, it's it, 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 it's exactly what he's trying to say. But there is the, the reality is there's a there, there's a deficit of water. Mm. It is not there is not that there's zero water and there's hundred percent water. Mm. Simply put, there's not enough water to meet the demands of the hospital, basically. So the water requirements are not enough. You have to take more augment the water, and if you have to keep augmenting water, which will never be fast enough to meet the needs the meet the needs of the hospital. Something has to give. Mm. Either less patients are going to be sick, or less procedures are going to be done, or there's going to be an outbreak of disease, or healthcare workers will get sick. Something like that will give because there's there's not enough water to run the system efficiently. Uh, let me, that, also, yeah. that also creates another problem because from what the CEO said yesterday on on, on your say on your station mm. in the morning, that uh, people from the community are now coming to get water at the hospital because they don't have water. So it's far beyond the hospital. It's beyond that. It's mm. impacting on the community itself. And hospital is a place of health. So people are coming there out of desperation just for water to drink. And the CEO is being very generous. Using the water that's supposed to be for the hospital is sharing some of that water from with the community because she can't see them going back thirsty. Let me bring into this uh, conversation Etienne Hugo, who is the spokesperson for uh, Johannesburg Water. Good morning to you. Good morning. When is water going to be fully restored? Okay, so currently I, I, I did not uh, 
catch all the, the interviews that happened today. Uh, but what I can can say is we're currently busy with the recovering process again. Uh, you know, after the, the tower failure that happened over the weekend, and it is going in the right direction. So in the next three to five days, the Hirstil Reservoir, which is supplying the Helen Joseph and, and Arima Musa hospitals, uh, you know, should go back to normal water supply and not relying on the high mm. pressure pumps and tank water. So, so it's still going to be another three to five days before you can uh, be fully confident about the restoration of water. Yes, yes. unfortunately, you know, the, the system was really, it actually, the system was empty after the Saturday and Sunday um, power failure. So we had to recover the entire system. So we managed to recover the, the, the Corrymore system as well as, ah, no, I'm, I'm making a mistake, the Crosby, Crosby system, the Brixton system as well as the Brixton Tower system. We're now busy in the recovering process of the Hersfield system. So mm-hmm. between Johannesburg Water and Randwater, we're working tirelessly to improve the flows into the Hersfield Reservoir so that the recovery periods can go faster. Let's talk about what has led to this problem. There, there seemed to be questions about whether it was, in fact, the electricity disruptions or if there was bigger problems with the water infrastructure uh, that was causing this problem. Yes, as indicated in the, in the statement, on the 18th of May, there was a key maintenance that was done by Rainwater at the station. Uh, Pump station, and after the routine maintenance, you know they were in the process of uh, recovering the water supply into into the supply area. And one must keep in mind the Aikenhof Pump Station provides the whole of the west of the Joburg, Randburg, Rudderburg, Soweto, Mughal, City, all the way to Rustenburg. So to recover the system takes quite some time. So they were busy in the recovery process, and just as they got the recovery up and running. That is when we had, when load shedding started, as well as in tower failure, you know, specifically at the Aikenau pump station, you know, kicked in and basically what was recovered put everybody on the back foot. The same thing happened the weekend, you know, when we were on Thursday, Friday, we were going in the right direction. Then unfortunately, Saturday and Sunday, we had that, that tower failure which then uh, stopped the pumping and we lost the reservoirs completely. Mm. Why, why, has they been, why hasn't there been adequate support uh, given to communities in terms of, of water tankers during this period? Yeah, I think because of the vastness of this area, it's not always uh, um, possible to, to provide alternative water, you know, uh, as fast as possible to the community. But what I can confirm in the past three to four days, specifically in the Hurstville area, which covers the Coronation Bills, the, the Fire Towns, uh, the West, uh, West Deans and so forth, we've increased the number of water tanks that we put in those areas, you know, stationary as well as roaming tanks to assist the community. And the same thing I think it was touched on earlier, where we've got now a 24-7 operations at both the critical two hospitals, mm-hmm. where at uh, Helen Joseph we're pumping directly into the headed tanks from a, a, a source a, a source that's coming from the Brixton Tower area, as well as then at the Emma Musa, where we're making use of, uh, you know, in excess of four water tankers and the, the high-pressure tank to pump into their tanks. But, but when you, as Johannesburg Water, are not providing enough water for community members and even for the hospital. What are you expecting people to do? See, 
what we're expecting to people to do. That's why we have to provide alternative water, you know, because everybody doesn't need to have the means to go out and buy the water. So that's why, you know, what we, 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 we get assisted by the communities by, you know, identifying where is the greatest need, and we're trying to fulfill that need, you know, by, by um, providing stationary water tanks and, and roaming water trucks. Similarly, from the hospital, when the need was identified by the hospital, we immediately started with this alternative system. Yes, you know, um, it, it, it's not the same as the, as the permanent system, so it will have its flaws here and there. But at least, you know, it will start bringing in, uh, you know, the water supply where people are sure. most needed. But if you are doing it efficiently, the community wouldn't need to go to the hospital to get water from there, would they? Uh, I think that was the once-off incident, you know, where unfortunately due to for us to, in an effort to get the hospitals up and running, we had to take some of the, the mobile tankers and, uh, you know, to, to, to get the hospital up and running and then lessen the supply to the community. That has since been rectified and sufficient mm-hmm. tankers in place was dedicated for the hospitals and dedicated for the community. Let me go back to Dr. Imtia Suleiman and perhaps Dr. Suleiman, you can just uh, speak to us about these interventions that, um, you know, Hugo from, from Joburg Water was just listing here. Well, I'm, 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 I can't, just, we're only there from this morning, from last night. We're there from this morning. We're taking feedback from what the hospital has told us. And what they told us is exactly what I said before. The water wasn't enough. And well, you at least it's come up honestly. You've got another four or five days before, or three to five days before the water system comes back online. You've learned why they've been gone down for uh, in the first place. He's also been honest in saying that they can't get enough water tankers to all the areas. We've seen that. And from the CEO, I haven't seen myself on site. The CEO has said that people have come to the hospital. Whether they've come there today, I'm not sure yet. It's still early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, whilst on site yesterday and this morning, they couldn't wait for us to get there fast enough, you know, to put the balls, to get the drilling sorted out, to put the water into the system. And at the same time, we got a message this morning that Helen Joseph has also asked for a ball now. Now, it's probably to deal with the current situation and also to prevent or to circumvent that if a situation like this happens in the future. And my announcement has been, the statement has been, that every hospital should have balls. You know, hospital, the main functioning area should mm. have generators mm. because you can't stop theater, you can't stop ICU, the people will die. But in, uh, so every hospital should have balls. Then we check, there is a hospital in the hospital itself. But because new buildings have come up, our, our, we can't go through the building. Mm. So we can't get to the balls, we can't resuscitate an existing ball. We have to drop a lot of sensors to do that. So we decided against that and we just said we'll drill new balls. Mm. But, uh, but from, and in fact, the staff, medical personnel, and others have told us it has been a total time for the last 14 days. You know, it's been really, really rough. And it's demoralized the workers and the patients and the mm. healthcare workers and everyone. Uh, the, the management is talking more gently, but the staff are not talking like that. Mm. As a medical doctor, Dr. Suleiman, I imagine that you have also some insight into just how important water becomes, especially within uh, a hospital environment, just to, to get anything done, really. A hospital can't function without water. Water is the basis of everything. The basis of health is hygiene. You know, infections, everything is controlled by, by hygiene. And without water, your equipment can't run in, in, in hospitals. Mm. The laundries are not washing, functioning well. No hospital, public hospital in South Africa, has got extra linen that can go for weeks without washing stuff. And even when the linen is infected, they were messed up. It's infected. You need to clean it out immediately, mm. not to allow the space. So, Flaws need to be 
hand sleep very much, contact with patients, what happens in COVID-19 cases. Hygiene is critical, you know, in any situation, in any hospital. And hygiene is dependent on water first. You can't just soap water on water. You need everything that requires functioning in terms of hygiene, requires water. Thirst, clean patient medication. And besides that, it places an extra burden on healthcare workers. Let's say, for example, mm. the water tanker has come. They now need to do things in together. The tanker maybe on the second or third floor. They have to go all the way down, collect the water, come all the way up. It's not enough to go back second and third time. When hospitals are already compromised with healthcare workers, mm. when you don't have enough people, you are putting an additional burden on people already exhausted. They're coming out of phase one and phase two or wave two of COVID. We've seen a new wave. In addition to that, you now have the hospital overflow from Shadab Mekeke. But that hospital So those patients are now coming to this hospital, which means that the increased delivery, the delivery rate has gone up, I think, 40 or 60%. Extra burden on the hospital. And all that also requires water. A hospital cannot function without water. We can survive without electricity, but we'll die without water. All right. I want to quickly go to the WhatsApp line where we've got a couple of messages coming in. Uh, let me squeeze this one in. Morning to you, Princess Cathy and the listeners. I just have one question for the Honourable Doctor, a true servant of God. Does the government give him any funding, number one? Number two, if his organisation is doing a better job than government providing the needs and services to the people of South Africa. He should be funded by government. Thank you so much from Chapter 2. All right. Uh, Dr. Suleiman? We're not funded by government. We're not funded by government, not one cent. All, all our interventions is public money. I mean, private money from, from donors, from, from all people, pensioners, business people, corporates, and the public itself. You know, no money comes from government. Mm-hmm. In, and, you know, and it, it, we're, not, we're not looking for government to fund us. You know, it's their choice they want to do that. And that we're not involved in tenders. We don't apply for tenders. We just get involved. We see a problem. We, I mean, and, and we act as fast as we can. Because our own interest is people. You know, if government wants to fund us, you know, and decide they want to give us funding, that's fine. It has happened. You know, once in a while that someone is coming. Mm-hmm. In 2003... They gave us $60 million to prepare a food parcel program for, for the country, and we rolled out 203,000 food parcels in the Eastern Cape and Western Cape. The government paid 60, gave $60 million for that source at that time. There's been one or two missions when we've done with DECO, where government gave some funding towards international missions. But other than that, oh, and, and they did pay us 2 million rand or 1.2 million rand for 20 million in work, work out, worth of work, work that we did in Makanda. It cost us over 20 million, we got back 2.1 million. That's the only three times I remember getting money from government. All right. Dr. M.T.S. Suleiman, we certainly uh, wish you all of the best as you continue to intervene there. Etienne Hugo, Hugo rather, is the spokesperson for Joe Bagwater. As you heard from him, he says it's going to be another three to five days before water can be fully restored to that area. Okay, it's 11 o'clock. Nomsam Guli standing by on the news desk. Nomsa, you're having an extended morning today. Good morning to you.